Ah, hey, Islanders, you're listening to Breakfast on the Bridge, the featured morning show of KMIH 88.9 The Bridge, bringing you a smoldering serving of local sports, news, and talk on the island. Grab a plate, grab your cutlery, and enjoy the show. What is up, 88.9 The Bridge? I am Sith Shroff, joined here with Molly Rojas. And we are here for the January 17th morning show. The best show ever. I know. I am so <laughs> pumped this morning. Me too. I'm excited. We're ready. And yeah. we're just ready to get into it. It's a good morning. Yeah, I feel like I feel like there's something that's just innately just refreshing about mm-hmm. you you know, you have I I feel like yeah, it does suck to like wake up like really early in yeah, the morning, yeah. but I feel like just there's there's like some Good aspect to so, it. Some yeah, aspect yeah, yeah. about it that, like, after it, you just feel so productive. Yeah, I know. I know. It's better you than, know? like, getting out, like, 10 minutes before yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I know. I agree. I was, I woke up this morning. I was like, I'm in, like, I didn't really want to get up. But then I was like, I got up. I put on some music in my headphones. You know, I, it was, I was doing well. I was, I was getting pumped. So we're here. Yeah. And we're ready. And it's a good, it's a good morning. Yeah. And, and I feel, I feel like just after that, everything, everything in the day, just like, like even if it doesn't, it goes smoothly. Yeah, you know? yeah. Everything it just like feels like it's going your way. I just I I just noticed that like the early mornings are always like, all, always the best ones. Yeah, I yeah. Don't know why. Because then it gets you gets gets you pumped. A good start to the day about yeah. ho- hosting the morning shows. Yeah, it's a good start. Yeah. You know, it's not a good start. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm segmenting uh, to, fi- to finals next week. That will not be a good start to the day. Whew, yeah, that's that's um unnecessary stress that we have here and it's something that i'll need to use my productivity that i got this morning yeah uh, today and yeah finals week is rapidly approaching on Yikes. all of the students here at mm-hmm. the high school and whew. yeah i'm not so excited about this <laughs> this one i feel like i have a lot more finals than i usually do like Especially since it's mid, mid, like, I mean, the end of this first semester, I normally have, like, a couple at the end of the year, but I never have, like, more than one normally at the, at the first semester. Yeah. But I, this year I have, like, three, and it's, like, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> For me, at least. I th- no, no, I think there's just, generally, I feel like this semester has just been, like, building up to, and, like, this fi- these finals... For some reason, for me, it just seemed, like, more stressful. Like, maybe, mm-hmm. like, I know you're a senior, but maybe for me, it's just the fact that, like, yeah, you're a junior now. You have a lot of work to do on pretty much everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I know. I agree. I feel like it's, like, it's too much. Um, It's weird, because every says, like, junior year is the hardest year. But for me, senior year has been the hardest. Really? I don't know if I just, it's because, like, I... I just left off all the college stuff as as far as possible, <laughs> and this left it till like the the start of my senior year. But I don't know. I thought I think that senior year has been more difficult for me than junior year. Interesting. Interesting. I, maybe I just more ho- more way. work and stuff. Maybe maybe it's like the senioritis, but you're not letting it kick in. Yeah. So no, like... Oh, I definitely letting it kick in. <laughs> I'm like, I'm okay, I'm ready to go now. The first day of freshman year, I had senioritis. Like, I've been, I've been ready oh to graduate God. for a while now. So, going back to finals, what are the um, what what are like some of the classes that you're taking that do, that do have a final? I have a final in math. We'll see how that goes. Okay. Um, I feel like a math won't go won't go bad. I'll, I'll predict it. I think <laughs> I'll predict my score. I think that I will get like 
a B B plus, which is not bad for okay, a final. Yeah, yeah. Which for is, a final, I think I'll get a B plus. Um, and then I have a a final in AP Psychology. I'm not gonna predict that one because <laughs> <laughs> not sure how well that one's gonna go. That one I'm pretty nervous at because I have a really bad memory with math. It's like equations, and we get the, like some of the equations, so yeah, it's not yeah. so bad. Um, but psychology is really a lot of memory and. I don't. I don't. I don't do too well with that. Yeah. So I'm a little bit nervous. And then I have one in history, which we'll see how that goes. Because you know, I can't. If you tell, I couldn't name like more than like seven presidents in a row. Like history finals are actually the worst. I no, have one in history too, and uh, it's just it's just like a lot of like. I I feel like history is just so different from all the other mm-hmm, subjects. That I we, agree that we have to learn about in school. It's just, it's just. I feel like a different way of approaching things. Like mm-hmm. you like can't really math. approach it as as a normal final or a normal test. Yeah, like I feel like math and science they like build on each other like mm-hmm. a lot more than history does. It's a lot more cause and effect of like many different things. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like just because history is based on like, uh, like I feel uh, based like, on history. <laughs> yeah, history and like human actions, it becomes so much less predictable. Yeah, uh, no. and like. It, so, so it's, so but it's, it's also like history is like if you don't know exactly what happened, it's like you're gonna be messed up like, yeah. for the whole thing. It's like if you don't know what happened at this exact time period for one single month, then it's like the whole your whole history course is like messed up. Yeah. So we'll see. I've never really had a history final before. I don't think. Yeah, me either. I've had like I've obviously had a lot of history tests, but I've never had a history final, which I'm so thankful for. <laughs> this year, my final year, I'm gonna have to battle that fear, <laughs> get, it over, get it over with. Yeah. Yes. So we'll see how that goes. What other classes do you have? Um, I actually, I mean, I have a math final like you, mm-hmm. and I also have like an English in class essay, which will be interesting. Yeah. And then. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, I do have an orchestra final too. And an orchestra. A, yeah, I have a chem one, but like an orchestra. Like, like it's interesting like, hearing the, uh, like a final in like fine arts classes. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is strange. Just like, oh, what do you do for that? Yeah. So like we have like a performance and stuff like that. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. What instrument do you play? I play bass. The it's, bass. Yeah. It's it, it's interesting and like. Like for most fine arts classes, like for example, like 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 drama or like something like that, like I wouldn't like expect there to be a final. Yeah, no, you don't. Ex- you don't expect because like it was performance arts. Yeah, yeah, I'm an improv, and we our final quote unquote was our improv show, and we had that actually last Thursday, so that's our final. So, um, but actually, so it, that is really our only final because we only have a performance once a. Once once a semester, but a two three people were out sick, one with the COVID because it's flu season. People like everybody's getting super sick, and we've never had that before. Like this is my second year in improv, and I've never seen anyone miss our show because of uh, b- being sick. So like I don't know what they're gonna do now because that was our only show and that's their only final. Yeah, but yeah, I I think well I think I think it's it's been interesting because I think COVID like we thought that like we were kind of done with it. And I I just noticed that it's it's like kind of like back in the news now like yeah it is yeah. I I've been seeing like a lot of somehow my my email got set up for New York Times so I just, <laughs> so I did get a bunch of random email it's like about COVID I don't I don't I don't pay for New York Times but they still send me emails I'm like stop I mean, it I mean that's great yeah it's like oh but I can't click on the email even if I wanted to yeah okay well let's see what else is in the news and let's throw it to Miles. 
Topping off our news for today, the Chinese government has reported that their population has shrunk for the first time in 60 years, as the 2022 birth rate fell to 6.77 births per 1,000 people. Seven years after the end of the decades-long one-child policy, which famously fined family, families for having more than one child, high costs of living and inadequate government support are just two reasons cited for women continuing to have fewer children. This poses demographic challenges for China, as there are not enough people entering the workforce to, to support the elderly. India, which has a birth rate of 16 per 1,000 people, have been projected to surpass China's population this year. Here in America, a new lawsuit has been filed against Elon Musk for tweets he made back in 2018, where he suggested that he had secured the funding and was planning to buy out Tesla for $72 billion at $420 a share. At the time, an SEC investigation revealed that Musk had never even come close to securing the necessary funding, after which they barred Musk from his chairman role at Tesla for three years. Today, a new tr trial begins in San Francisco, where jurors will determine whether Musk acted recklessly and caused financial harm to investors. Tesla's executives and important figures in Silicon Valley will be witness, which could reveal important information about Musk's intent and further impact his reputation. Finally, in Olympia, the Washington State Senate is considering legislation which would lower the legal blood alcohol level for driving under the influence from 0.08% to 0.05%. This would make Washington only the second state to reduce their limit from 0.08 to 0.05. Supporters of the bill cite Washington's 700 road deaths in 2022, of which more than half were attributed to driving under the influence. When a similar bill became law in Utah, a study found that DUI-related crashes decreased. Researchers say that depending on a person's physical traits, a person will achieve a 0.05 BAC with about two drinks of beer or wine within an hour. I'm Miles Alvarez, bringing you your morning news on Breakfast on the Bridge. Thank you so much, Miles. I, I just, I, wa I want to keep you on for a moment because I, I thought that... Um, yeah, the... there's no escaping us, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yes, I'm done. And then we're like, the, nope. The oh, blood... I turned off my microphone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the blood alcohol level decreasing that's that's just that's that's such an interesting thing like mm -hmm. I, I just want to get your opinion what what do you think about that oh yeah i mean it'd definitely be a really big change because people are so accustomed to going out to a restaurant or whatever getting a beer or two and then just driving home mm -hmm. but yeah. if this becomes law then you have to think twice and possibly not do that anymore yeah, yeah no that's 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 crazy i mean i already th thought it was like that was really low as well but it's even going lower which i feel that that's gonna be a good thing because it's gonna yeah pre prevent more of um less accidents i guess yeah i guess also like my initial thought was like oh my god yeah this is good right but then but then i i feel like the point that miles brings up is it will challenge some of like the some of like the culture yeah a lot mm -hmm. of people have with like that like going to a restaurant grabbing drinks which honestly might be a good thing because yeah. Honestly, that like even if it's a small level of intoxication, it, it could mean a it's lot. Still impairing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that that was that was really interesting. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, that. I, I didn't so hear about that yeah. actually. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, and then I guess Molly, some some other things that I found interesting with with all of Miles' news. Um, I've always I I've always heard things about like about about like China's population mm -hmm. yeah. uh, decreasing it. And, India's increasing, but I didn't know it was at like I guess. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, I knew. China. Yeah, I knew that there was a, like a, like a um a, a fine if you had more than one child, but I didn't realize like how badly it was it was impacting China. Like they said, like there's not enough people working to support 
um, the el- the elderly in China, which is which is scary to hear as well. Yeah. But uh, so are they? Um, so are they so are they hi- making it so you can have more children than in? I feel like I heard something on the news that they were. I think considering. I think doing that. that is, I think that's something that I'm not completely sure about. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's something that that would be really interesting to do more research about. Actually, yeah, and I seeing agree. how that, seeing how how it kind of like the the changing populations influences like the economics of like each of the country. And I think there, there's so much in- intricacy in that, and that there could be like a whole show about that. But. Yeah, it's it's strange <laughs> to think that like in China you could only have like one child, but there's people in like the United States that have like seven to yeah, seven children yeah. right now. It's honestly crazy. It's really weird. And to then, think. and then, and then the Tesla, the Tesla thing, Elon Musk. Yeah, yes. that. I feel like I don't hear very much positive news about Elon Musk anymore. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that, and I. This is this is like um, just just for a warning. This is like my personal opinion. Yeah, yeah. Of but I've always found like Elon Musk to be slightly childish. And oh, honestly, me too. That's no, not I, a... I'll say more than slightly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't think being childish is a bad thing necessarily. But I think there is like a limit. Yeah, yeah. and like as, for an, example, as like an adult of, of his age. Yeah, especially with especially with his amount of power and mm-hmm. influence. On so many different people across the globe, uh, I think, I think there's a little bit mature, more maturity. No, I level agree. I know. I 100 percent agree. I think that, I think that, like you said, if he's so has so much power and influence, and the fact that he acts sway, like the amount of people he would like, he sways to think some like these his about his actions and make people agree with him and he just i feel like any celebrity regardless of like what level of celebrity you are you got to be careful with what you say and how you act because you know people there's so, so many people that follow you and you never know what what um people are going to do based on your actions so i think that there's a certain level of maturity that celebrities have to have yeah and i think i think honestly I, I guess, like, I think that also pertains to, like, all these, like, news, like, kind of things, like, on the radio, you know, th- there's yeah. there's a certain maturity maturity level that comes with, um, like, the idea of, like, broadcasting and reporting and all of that. Of course. Yeah, so, uh, why don't we, why don't we introduce one of the New York, po- one of the, one of 88.9 The Bridge's New York Times podcast, uh, contest entries and winners. I won't let you go because you'll always be by my side. Richard Yinka, the founder of the grassroots organization Adanu, embodies these lyrics sung by the village of Mafi Seva, Ghana. Adanu works alongside underdeveloped and rural communities to establish sustainable education solutions, embodying Lao Tzu's philosophy, give a man a fish and you feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. As the villagers celebrate the arrival of volunteers to build a library for their community, they hold a welcoming ceremony to bless the land the library will soon stand on. 
Richard has been working alongside remote Ghanaian villages for over 20 years, and through the collaboration of the village members, Adani has built 35 schools and 21 libraries and counting. Prior to constructing the schools and libraries in the communities that have demonstrated determination and grit, Richard and his team assess the existing conditions unique to each village. The Adani model is based on working with and not working for. So we are working with the community members, the adults, the chiefs, and then together we work with the community to create the program. So before we can select the community, we look at what are the potentials that they have within the community, what can they also bring on board to support the project, and what can we look for outside the community that they don't have. And together we are able to come up with a strategy that will say, okay, if we want to build a school in the community, we look around, we work with the community, what do you have? They might not have access to cement, paints, the rods, and the steel that we need. We're able to collaborate together and work on the project, and at the end of the day, we all celebrate the outcome of the project. All of the schools supported by Adanu are a community effort, a collaboration of the Adanu team, volunteers, and the entire village. One of Adanu's first projects was a village divided by a river that students would have to swim across during the rainy season. When we went to the community, we asked the story, where are they coming from? Because most of the projects, it doesn't really benefit only one community. It benefits more than three or four or five communities. And we asked them, how do they commute to the school? There's a stream or a river. They have to swim Monday to Friday, every day, back and forth. And it's not incentive for them to go to school either. So we told the community, before we can work with you, we have to find a local means of solving that problem of having a bridge across the river for the kids to be able to be in a safe environment before we can come in to help them figure out how best we can build a school. And lo and behold, they've been able to work together as a community, do their own bridge, and now today they have a school, they have a classroom, they have a library, they have a good environment to learn and teach. With Richard's persistence and the help of volunteers like Shelley Morse, who was the development director of Adanu, village by village, the inequity gap is narrowed and passion for change is ignited throughout the communities. As I look back 20 years later, I can see all of the good work that's been done. And when you're in the weeds of it, sometimes you don't know if it's ever going to come to fruition or if good things are going to happen. And so I know that they do. I think going back repeat trips and seeing what villages are doing on their own after we've been there and how change has happened and growth has happened and more development has happened. That's just empowering. Empowering villages to cultivate sustainable education solutions allows the villagers to establish ownership of their community. According to Miranda Lurkin, who is a board member of Adanu, the impact that Adanu creates transforms not only the generations to come in the villages, but also influences the many volunteers and their definition of community. The most memorable trip was probably the one in 2011 where I went with some high school kids. It was so fun to see those kids. We were worried that these kids might have a hard time and they were way more flexible and adaptable than any of the adults I've ever seen on the trip. They were fun, they had a lot of energy, they loved interacting with the kids, and it was just really cool to experience seeing them experience Ghana for the first time. I just imagine that that type of trip on all of these kids impact them on different ways. As we try to define community in this technological, fast-paced society, sometimes going back to the basics of friends helping friends and neighbors helping neighbors is the most sustaining model. The model of Adanu. I'm Chloe Yang, and thank you so much for listening. Well, Molly, 
my God. <clears throat> He's getting emotional. I'm yeah. getting emotional. <laughs> that was such a beautiful, beautifully done uh, podcast. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, a it, really nice... Um, it was something to he- that was really nice to hear the morning. Yeah, and I think I I just I just think it's really amazing what Adana is doing for schooling and how mm-hmm. and it, it I think a lot of people tend to forget how important, especially like these like primary schooling years, yeah. how important that is for like the for for kids anywhere, anywhere. in the, glo- yeah, in the globe to grow and develop and to be able to have like like good schools and what and whatnot and it's yeah it's it's just very it's very important so it's um it's amazing to hear all these good things that that um this program is doing for this community and for the school and for the students yeah Yeah. i i i completely agree and i think another thing that i noticed it's it's just it's just a question that just came up i was i was noticing like the drumming in the background and how that and how immediately when i heard that i was thinking of oh this is like a very cultural african thing mm-hmm. and that's a stereotype that's a stereotype and yeah. i was i was thinking is that sort of stereotype good like is that sort of idea like when i hear that and i immediately associate that with african culture is that is that a good thing is i like i think to i think to some extent yes but like also I mean, I would say, I would say yes. I feel like, I feel like, I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful culture, and I feel like yeah. that's that. I feel like that would be a positive thing to connect to one's culture, and that's obviously, obviously, we heard that the the drumming was a celebration for the volunteers that were coming. So obviously, yeah. that was yeah. a that was a positive moment and a positive celebration. So I think in 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 most ways, it's a positive um thing to associate with a culture and in a, a country. So yeah, yeah. okay, well. Enough with the deep philosophical talk. <laughs> You'll get a lot of that on your AP Psych exam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but maybe too much. <laughs> yeah, let's let's go into man. I feel like a woman. Let's go, girls. Come on. Pump up song Woo-hoo. in the morning. So yeah. now we're doing a little bit of dancing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, I feel like that's such a, a positive song to hear in the morning and to get you pumped up for the day. I and agree. It would be perfect while you know eating eating breakfast and getting ready for school and work. Yeah, and so speaking of breakfast, <laughs> next up we have a P- PSA from M I Y F S for our break for their breakfast, and then the way I loved you by Taylor Swift. Want to help out your community while enjoying a tasty breakfast? Come on down to the Mercer Island Community Center for the annual MIYFS Foundation Breakfast. Not only will you be able to sit down and chat with your neighbors for once, you can also support Mercer Island Youth and Family Services by donating at the event. Register today at breakfast.miyfs.org. That's breakfast.miyfs.org. Thanks for listening to 88.9. Now back to the music. Favorite Taylor Swift songs. Yes, Taylor Swift is an absolute icon. Yes, but 
first, we do need to talk about the MIY Fest breakfast. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, by the way, Mia, for that amazing PSA. Yes, Mia's in my improv class, and oh, that wow. was that was a great PSA. I know that you aren't you doing something for that? Yeah, actually, uh, uh, the we we're doing like uh, like a few interviews and and we're and we're talking with with MIYFS about their breakfast and really what it means. And actually, one of the most interesting things is that. MIYFS actually funds a lot of, like, for example, the counseling, all of that. Oh, I didn't know that. The entire counseling services is funded by MIYFS, which is a volunteer organization. Mm -hmm. And all the, for example, all the, like, all all the money that's donated to MIYFS, that's that's all going into, like, uh, like helping helping the counselors uh, help lots of kids at the high school. Yeah, of course. Um... And it, it also goes into like, I think that I think there's like a bunch of like food and uh, like like food pantries, like a restaurant food pantry mm-hmm. and like oh, yeah, there is and, a food pantry. Yeah, there. all all these different humanitarian services, and I I just I just think it's it's really amazing what they're doing. I didn't realize that they that they funded the counselors, which is crazy because that's so important to have those counselors at the high school, because I don't know, it's very um fundamental f- to have extra like mental health resources or just someone to talk to at the high, for high school students so i didn't realize that so that's very important so yeah um, yeah that's yeah. great work and uh and yeah kind of look at it looking at looking back at it uh yeah it has emergency food assistance family assistance programs for people in crisis um wow. yeah and that's that's all february 8th at uh let me double check at 7 30 a.m uh and i i'm, pr- I'm pretty sure it's a free breakfast Oh, uh, great! But yeah, it it like all these like like the whole concept of that breakfast is just like really raising the funds mm-hmm. so that I mean it can so that help help so many families, yeah, help so school. many families, students, students. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. That is but, great. So yeah, uh, what why do we why do we get back to Taylor Swift? Yeah, <laughs> now <laughs> let's get back to Taylor Swift. Everything <laughs> always circles back to Taylor Swift <laughs> for real. Um, yeah, that's such. I mean, I love that Taylor Swift song. That's such a I thought that's kind of an older one, is it not? Yeah. But that's such a, um, once again, a good pump up song and a good, a good, that's a good car screaming song. (laughs) You know, those songs that you scream to in the car when you're alone, when you're with people, no matter what. (laughs) But yeah. yeah. um, Are you a big Taylor Swift fan? Um, I'd say, I'd say I'm like, I'm like a medium Taylor Swift fan. Yeah. Like, you know, like I listen, but I'm not like. <clears throat> like I don't know every song like word yeah, for word. You no, know? no, no, I know. I agree. She has a lot of music, so it's hard to know everyone. Yeah, I, I think I'm a, I'm a big fan. I'm not one of the fans that knows like her blood type and like everything. <laughs> like I'm not like a. Oh my god. Yeah, that knows everything about her. But I do. I have been listening to her for a while, and I actually um am going to see her in concert when she comes to Seattle. I didn't. So I didn't get tickets. Um, I didn't get pre-sale or tickets during that whole chaotic thing but i actually won free tickets off a radio station you did yeah oh my god no way yeah i was i was i was listening one day and then i i was they're like okay call on this number and i missed it i was like oh darn i'll just listen the next day so i had me and my friend we were sitting in the car we were waiting and we were waiting we're just like oh is it not gonna happen and they're like okay now call and we just pressed it both we were like both ringing and then my friend's phone picked up and it was like you had to answer like a question 
it was like beat the bear and then you had to answer a quite like a question and then if you got the question right you get free concert tickets my question was oh my god i was like so nervous like even though i've been doing radio for four years <laughs> i was like panicking like i was in a i was like sweating and i was like, so nervous my voice was shaking and That's they're like so okay like can you i told them they're like okay where are you from and instead of i'm from i live on Mr. island and i should have said Mr. island but they i said seattle because i was in a panic and so my question then was name 10 seattle schools schools and i was like I was like, oh, oh, okay, and I, and I did it. I did it, but it took me a while. Dang. But then we won the tickets, so Let's it was. Go. We were yeah. like screaming at the top of our lungs. We were so excited. That's so funny. Okay, let's go from one icon to another. Taylor Swift to our idiot nines, <laughs> very Annabelle. Let's hear people on the street. Hello, I'm Annabelle Hegarty, and this is a series where I go around and ask random people random questions. This week, I wanted to know what made my peers tick, so I asked them what their biggest pet peeves are. Let's hear what they had to say. Dirty fingernails. My biggest pet peeve is when, like, people, like, gallivant in the hallways, like, skip and, like, jump and, like, squeal and, like, hug their friends. Like, it's not cool. Like, it's actually really weird. Like, what are you doing? What? No, not PDA. Just, like, when people, like, run into the friends and, like, oh, my God! Like, shut up! Okay, my pet peeve is when people in the hallway stop in big groups in the middle of the hallway or anybody that, like, obstructs you, people who, like, take left corners really, really sharp and so you run into them. People in the hallway, these kids are stupid. I hate slow walkers and ugly people. My biggest pet peeve is slow walkers in the hallway. Slow walkers. One of my biggest pet peeves is when people walk really slow in the hallway and they're taking up the whole middle or if people are like talking to their friends right in the middle of the hallway when they could just move over. Even though I walk slowly sometimes too, but I hate when other people do it. When people walk slowly in front of me and don't let me get around them. Oh, I have so many. I'm such a mean person. I hate loud chewers. Probably people who like are really obnoxious chewers. People who smack their lips, like I can't handle that. My biggest pet peeve is when my sister plays music out loud on her phone and, like, not a speaker, and she'll be walking around with her phone playing music, and she won't listen to her music with headphones on. People that don't like dogs. Snoring. Doing stupid mistakes on a test. When people talk while they're eating. People that talk way too much in one, two, Puhalalahari book. I suppose it is when people jabber away while someone else is talking. When people say silly or tummy. My biggest pet peeve is when people aren't reliable. They say they're going to do something, but then they flake out. I guess when people, uh, after using microphones and headphones in our studio, leave them tangled up. I spend so long wrapping up the mice and making sure that everything is neat because people don't seem to realize that you can break wires really easily by pulling on them. It's when one of the players on the football team like acts really, really cocky about how good they are when they're really not that good, and then they like put all the other sports and band down. While asking this question, many people took a few minutes to think of an answer. This confused me since I know exactly what my answer is. Loud chewers. I absolutely hate loud chewers. Anyways, thank you so much for tuning in, and keep on listening to Breakfast on the Bridge. Wow, that was that was great. Yeah, thank you, Annabelle. We got some controversial takes Just, here. Listening <laughs> that made me feel frustrated because <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, that does annoy me. Oh, that does. Um, I so feel like funny. I agree with most of the, most of those. Yeah, my biggest pet peeve, like Annabelle said, is loud chewers. Oh yeah, I hate 
no, not even loud chewers, chewers, just chewing. Just even chewing. if even if you're just like having a little nibble of a snack, I can hear it. I can hear it, and it bothers me so much, especially like like when I'm working and I just hear it's too much. It's too much. <laughs> but I feel like most of those. What about you? I feel like for me, it's more like the when you're like like talking while chewing. Like I don't care too much about like loud chewers, yeah. but I do care about like talking mm-hmm. and chewing. But like I don't I don't even care about that too much. Like I'm like, okay, that's disgusting, but like that's fine. But I think I think when a lot of people said slow walkers, but it's not just slow walkers because if one person walks slow, it's fine. Yeah. But it's when there's a whole group that's walking I know, slow I agree with and that. you can't get by them. It's so frustrating. Because, people at this high school walk so slowly yeah. and it irks my nerves. Yeah. Because then it's at the point where like you can't like go around them mm-hmm. or something. So I, I don't know. I, I, okay, so normally I'm not a fast walker, but something about Mercer High School makes me want to walk fast. Like, I want to fly through the hallways, like, speed, full speed mode, but people move so slowly, slowly, and they move in groups, like Sid was saying, so you cannot move around them. Yeah. Like, sometimes I literally have to, like, like it's like a weaving game. Like, I'm weaving through the people. Yeah, like, yeah. sometimes I think it's, like, fun. Like, I genuinely will try to see how many people I can oh, get around yeah. without, like, bumping into someone. Um, yeah. But no, and then people, like they said, will stand right in the middle when they're walking the slowest, and or they'll stand in the middle and start talking. It's like, I'm sorry, like I get talking to your friends and want to talk to them, but you can just stand off five, like five centimeters to the side and we can be good. Yeah, so that yeah. is irking my nerves. Maybe, maybe that, um, that, that made me a little bit. <laughs> too annoyed already. Got got the got need, the emotions rising. I need, I need some more um Taylor Swift back. Yeah, <laughs> but no, yeah. But you know what else could calm you down? I think listening to one of our music directors, Ellie Sadler, being interviewed by our production gender, director Jenna Martin. So let's hear our staff spotlight with Ellie Sadler. Hey, eighty eight nine, the bridge. It's Jenna Martin here, and today I am doing a staff spotlight with Ellie Sadler who is the music director here at the station. Thank you so much for joining me today, Ellie. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Jenna? I'm doing great. To start things off, how long have you been a staff member? This is my third year. I started freshman year. I'm excited. I'm going to do it next year, too. What made you decide to be a part of this radio station? My sister, Audrey, was a part of the radio station. She got put in by mistake her freshman year, and she ended up loving it, and she would constantly be talking about it at home. She would rave about the teachers. She would be bragging to us all the shows and stuff she had been doing, and so I just started loving radio through Audrey, and so once it became time for me to go into the high school, I just knew it was something I was going to do. So there was no back and forth. It was just a definite answer. It's just such a fun class, and it just felt like something that I could use to help enjoy my high school experience. And I'm a very creative person. I love music. I love. I just love experiencing new things, and so I just feel like radio was the best option to do that. Would you say your favorite part is recording a show about music? Yeah, I love that. I think it's really fun. I host the show by myself, so I'm able to control basically everything. I record it on my own, discuss the topics on my own, edit it, produce it, upload it. And so I think that's fun. For me, it's very interesting, the process of uploading new music into our station, because I get to review all these songs, decide if they're too slow or too fast, if it's appropriate, and I get to decide what categories to put it in. And so I think it's cool just, like, kind of hearing his, putting his song on the station and then hearing it play and be like, oh my gosh, I programmed that song. Like, it's just, like, such a cool, like, tiny, reassuring thing that you're making a difference. I think it's amazing how 
there's so many different aspects that come together to make a great radio station and that each person can find their individual passion that's going to help the station. Yeah, for sure. Do you have any motivations that help you work harder? I love working at the station, so like that's obviously a big motivator, wanting to enjoy my time here. I also love to know that like Joe is proud of me. I always am motivated to like do my best and stuff because I don't like when I upset my teachers because it, it, I don't think anyone does. It's just something that like comes so secondhand to me that I don't really need to be motivated to do it. It's just like I just do it. I think that makes sense because you've definitely found your passion and I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Well thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah thank you. Keep listening to 88.9 The Bridge. Well, first off, uh, we love Ellie, and I just want to give let's, let's take a brief moment to give Ellie a round of applause for organizing this whole morning show. Like, yeah, thank you, Ellie. We love you. Um, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yes, um, yeah, Ellie's so talented. Yeah, and, she does so um, much work at the station. She does so much, especially for, for like she said for the music. I I don't think anyone else could do that better than her, and. I would think I would be too terrified to even try to attempt her job. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Uh, and music, music is just something that, like, like I feel like I know, but I just don't have like that much in depth knowledge about. You yeah, know? no, I agree. Yeah, and I feel like another another topic that I don't. I thought I I thought I knew, but like you know what? I I don't I don't really know that well. Is sports and me neither. Yeah. So let's let's get an expert to take us away with that. Let's hear. Sophia Azano on the mic for our sports for today. I'm Sophia with your Breakfast on the Bridge sports update. Buckle up because these past few days have been full of some standout scores and some interesting controversy. Starting off in the football world, the NFL playoffs are in full swing with games happening on both Sunday, Monday, and continuing this week. Wildcard matchups have taken out some notable names in football, including the number 12, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys took down the Bucs in a revenge-like fashion after a final score of 31-14. Earlier in the season, the Bucs got the better of the Cowboys in the season opener with a 19-3 win, but last night, Prescott scored one and threw four touchdowns to eliminate Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. After the game, Brady stated that he will take it one day at a time when making decisions about his future and possible retirement. Now, taking a trip to the other side of the globe, controversy regarding the Australian Open has sparked after a match between Ukrainian Katarina Bind and Russian Kamila Raihimova. This year, Russian and Belarusian players are able to compete in the Australian Open, but they are unable to do so under their flag or country's name. A Russian flag was seen hanging courtside during Monday's first-round match between the Ukrainian and the Russian players. Tennis Australia released a statement that their initial policy was that fans could bring them in but could not use them to cause disruption. They would later ban the Russian and Belarusian flags after the courtside incident. Moving to basketball, yesterday the L.A. Lakers ended a three-game losing streak after LeBron James dropped almost 50 points in a 140-132 to win over the Houston Rockets. Some interesting numbers about James's dominant night. That was his season high of 48 points scored, his third 40-point performance in about three weeks, and it was his 140th point outing in his career, including the postseason. LeBron's over-the-top performance was just enough to hold off the Rockets and add another victory to the Lakers' tally. Now in not-so-professional basketball, otherwise known as high school basketball, both Mercer Island's girls and boys varsity fell to Lake Washington on Saturday. The boys lost 58-65 to and the girls lost 53-43. to Girls varsity lost uh, after the Lake Washington Kangaroos continued their undefeated King Coast season. 
the game after the boys almost came back in the third quarter, but by the end of the fourth, the final score was not looking too pretty for the boys. The third quarter was full of back-to-back-to-back-to-back three-pointers for both sides, but in the end, the Islanders ran out of gas and handed Lake Washington the victory. A week from today, MI's boys basketball will play Liberty at 7.15 p.m. and the girls the day after at the same time. Both games will not be broadcasted here on 88.9 The Bridge because it is finals week. 88.9 sports broadcasters will be taking the week off to study, but will be back for senior night at the end of the month. That's it for your Breakfast on the Bridge sports update. Back to you, Sid and Molly, and good luck next week with finals. <laughs> Thank you, you so too, much, And you too <laughs> for finals. Thank you. We appreciate that. Yep. Um, it's too bad that our basketball team lost. Yeah, but I I'm was sure. I was I was part of that broadcasting crew oh, and there really? were yeah, there were there were a lot of like almost moments for like comebacks, but just it was it was oh, not in the it end. Was, yeah, it, it was not it, it, it was so close. So close, but like so close yet so far, I think. In that in that fourth quarter, that critical fourth quarter was what it kinda we kinda ended up losing out mm-hmm. on. Anyways, let's get to yes, we a little bit more pumping up fire yeah, in the yeah. morning. <laughs> Some winning for us. Um, yeah, we've been excited for this the whole show. We yeah. Have our, we have a game that we're going to play. Which so. is finish the lyric. See mm-hmm. I see how I finished Bali's sentence? Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. Thanks a lot. No, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, okay. you'll be able to do that for music. Um, so, oh, no. we're going to... We have three songs for, for each other, and we're trying to... Well, you can under, probably understand how the game works, but the title, finish the lyrics. Yep. Um... Both when we were talking and deciding what kind of music, we both kind of like sadder songs. So yeah. we do have a couple of sad songs, but don't worry, we do have some pump up music. Yes. So, yes, yes. Um, Sid, do you want to start with uh, your first one and let's see? Okay. If, let's see. Okay, I Molly. Do I'm a little bit nervous. Let's see if you can finish okay. the lyric. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna start we're gonna start with an easier one. Easy okay. on me. Oh, I don't know how easy that is. Okay. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, I don't know if I'm confident in this. I hope so. Okay. Okay, we'll I, we'll I'll see. let you know that I'm not singing. I will not be singing live <laughs> on this radio station today. Oh, I'm so scared. <laughs> I'm nervous. Okay. I think I can do the chorus part. Depends on where I stop it. I, oh yeah, it's going to be any second. Adele's so talented, so. Adele is such an icon. An idol. She's one of my idols. Honestly. Okay, let's see if I know this. But I can't bring myself to swim in this silence, baby. Let me go easy on me, baby. I was still a child. Let's go. Sorry, okay. and that was perfect singing on key. Like I know, guys. Like you can like. You can ask to produce me. I'm pretty talented. <laughs> that was that was literal perfection. Yeah, I know. Okay. I would be so proud. Okay, okay let's. Why don't you go? Okay, I guess. Want that one? Yeah. All right. This one's in the stars by Benson Boone. Sid said he likes this song, so we'll. I guess we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if I really like it. Oh my god. This is like my go-to like lasting song of the night. You know. Yeah, we all have some of those. It's such a vibe. Okay. Now Sunday mornings I just sleeping. Okay. Like I buried my faith with you, and oh. I'm screaming at a god. I don't know if I believe in. Okay. Cause I don't know what else I can do. 
All right, Sid. Okay, showing me up or whatever. No worries. Just embarrassing me live on air. No, okay, you got that. I, I couldn't tell you if that was right or not, but I'm sure it was. It was right. It was right. It was I, right. I, was, I was a little bit scared call, for a moment. Call on the reps. Call on the reps. Uh, okay, Sid, I hear you. Sid's such a talented singer. Okay, okay. I mean, not as talented as my singing Adele, but like pretty close. You're Adele. That, that, that was hard to beat. I yeah. Have to say. Okay, your turn. You should call up Adele sometime. You guys should I know. do it. We're, we're pretty. We're pretty close. We're tight. Okay. Okay. Next one is Counting Stars by One Republic. This is another great blasting oh, okay, song. Okay, I'm ready. I'm okay, ready. Okay. Lately, it's such a vibe. <laughs> oh, we're still doing a little dance. Oh, I, I, okay. I'm just ready. I'm ready. I can do the fast part. <laughs> okay. Stars. Okay. This is such a vibe, you know. Uh-huh. This is like, su- you let's, know. Let's just let's just listen to this whole one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. One. Two, three, four. Swing my heart across the line. In my face is flashing sign. Stick it out and we shall fight. Oh, old, but I'm not that old, young. But I'm not that bold. Yeah, yeah, I know. What? She knows what Repub- one Republic's on the phone and they're saying, I killed that. <laughs> For real. <laughs> they're calling it, they're calling. Oh my god. Okay. Sorry, I'm just like really talented. I know. I know. You just feel kind of embarrassed because my talent. Okay. That that was that was good. That was yeah, good. Yeah. You, you like you like hit it. You got the beat. I know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next one. Your turn. Okay. Okay. Go okay. ahead. Oh go yeah. Ahead. I forgot. I actually had to do something. Okay. Let's. All right. This one's gonna be a good one. Or maybe it's not. We'll see how you do. <laughs> okay. This feels like I don't know, England. <laughs> okay. All you need is love. Okay. This is yeah. like the this is classic. This is classic. Classic. Okay. Oh, I forgot how to press. I was gonna let it go forever. <laughs> Just play the whole song. I mean, yeah, no it's, worries. It's great. Uh, oh god. Okay. We'll see. Oh no. Okay. We got the strings. Okay. Oh, oh no, no no. I mean love love. <laughs> no! I think it's nothing that you can't be, can't sing that you can't be sung. Oh Sorry, God. Sid. Eh, Should have listened to it. He's oh a fake. God. He's a fake Beatles fan. I'm a fake Beatles fan. Guys. Cut him off. Cut it off. Mom, call the cops in right now. Oh my God. Okay. No, that one's a harder one because we were actually going to do an, another song for Sid, but it, we didn't have it on the register. Oh my so God. He got last minute. It's fine. The Beatles just aren't calling right now. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think. Yeah, let's let's see this one. This one might be the last one, might not. Yeah, let's see. Okay, let's see it. Okay. Molly, you better get this. I'm going to get this. Don't worry about it. Okay, don't stop me now. Like, <laughs> queen. A really good time. Okay. It's not time yet, guys. I was just getting excited. <laughs> she could sing. I yeah, see I know. It's whatever. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Let's go. When is it gonna stop? I don't know. Star leaping to the sky like a tiger, defying the laws of gravity. Okay. I'm a racing car, flashing by like Lady Godiva. I'm gonna go, go, 
Go. Sorry, yes. guys. <laughs> Molly was going off. No, I was ready to do the whole song. <clears throat> oh my god, that was that was really good. I, really good. I know. Oh my god. I'm just, I'm just I'm so embarrassed for you that you got the Beatles. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just so. It's just you know what? I got like s- the love. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got the chorus. Don't worry about it. Oh I just God. feel so bad for Sid having to be such next to such talent. You know. Okay. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, I think that that, that was it. Yeah, yeah that was, I'm that's the winner, a good place to whatever. wrap it up. I mean, there are no winners except for me. But <laughs> <laughs> next next time, hopefully, Sid and I will host again soon, and we can do a um. I said, can do redemption, Beatles. Yeah, we, 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 we might need a little bit of redemption there. <laughs> but thank you so much for tuning in to Breakfast on the Bridge. I'm Sinsroff. I'm Molly Rojas. And keep listening to KMIH Mercer Island. We hope you enjoyed your helping of Breakfast on the Bridge, brought to you by our KMIH staff and dedicated to the stories, lives, and people of the Mercer Island community. We hope your dinner was as good as your Breakfast on the Bridge. And thank you for listening.